Podcast. Pod, pod, pod. Podcast. You're listening to a podcast with your ears. That's right. Our voices travel through the air via vibrations and find their way into your little orifices. Ooh. And then the podcast gets to punching. It punches your eardrums and goes, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. and instead of going, it goes, hi, welcome to Hack the Dino. This is our gaming cast where we talk about the past, present, and future of video games. I am the once and future king, Ben Rosenthal. And joining me on this very fine audio spectrum is the enabler, Floppy Staric. Hello, and how are we all today after that wonderful intro? How are you at the uh, the current surfboarding on the electronic spectrum that we're doing, catching some gnarly wabs? Oh, tubular. See, see what I did there? Yes. Sort of waves, wabs? Yeah, it was wabs. Wabs. Very, Hi, everyone. Very, we're very from clever. the 90s. Uh, someone else is also from the 90s is the cheese behind the keys, Anto... Hey guys, um, I'm thinking we need to change my name. Cheese behind the keys. I'm just, I'm not vibing with it. You're not. What would you like? What I would, don't what do you even know. Ch- Honestly, gonna have to think about it. I, I Anto, reckon. the manho. Well, <laughs> so I'm mu- really not that either. Possibly just go with Anto for now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of, kind of like a good old manho. <laughs> I mean, after orgies last week, and <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Anyway, we're talking about a whole heap of stuff on this episode of the podcast. More specifically, video game preservation. Uh, more specifically, video game preservation of 3DS and DS. And why are we doing that? Because that store is getting shut That's down. That's right. The eShop is set to close on March 23rd, 2023. But before that, in August, you will no longer be able to add credit to your eShop account, which means you can't buy games. And a lot of 3DS games and a lot of DS games that are on the eShop had digital-only releases. There was no physical copy. So as soon as that shop closes, and Nintendo being Nintendo, means those games go bye-bye forever. So we're going to give you a list of the 10 games you should really go and buy a a, a card with the money logo on it and put that on your your, your DS by forcing it through the screen and buying things. That's how it works. Or pirating them illegally. Yeah, do that. But first, um, do you know what the best segues start with? Me going, um, because I can't think of anything. I don't know if there's ever been a great Subway. Subway? Subway? No, there hasn't. They're filthy. I love Subway. Eat fresh or the... Eat flesh. What? What? Hmm? Anyway, I've got some retro gaming news. Uh, This uh, is... All right, so there's a bit of a story behind this. So basically, a uh, gentleman by the name of John Riggs has uh, developed a game called Yeah, Yeah, Beebus 2. Was there a Yeah, Yeah, Beebus 1? That's up to contention. So, okay. so you may not think that this is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, Beavis, yeah, whatever. I don't know the history behind it. I'm going to tell you why it's important and actually kind of hilarious. Please do. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Beavis appeared in the trade-in value listings of an old gaming magazine throughout 1989, nestled between the likes of more familiar games such as Wrecking Crew and Xevious. But as far as gaming historians can tell, yeah, yeah, Beavis 1 never came out. It was never even announced by any game makers or otherwise referenced in any other way besides in this one magazine. The one magazine. One magazine. So uh, 
One of the prevailing theories as to what the point of Yeah Yeah Beavis is, uh, is that it's actually a dummy entry meant to suss out any competitors or any other magazines who tried to copy the magazine's listings. Oh. If the copycats didn't double check each listing, they'd be caught red-handed with a fake that couldn't have come from anywhere else. That's kind of cool. Uh, we'll likely never know uh, for sure how Yeah Yeah Beavis 1 came to be, but now we know how it is to play the official enough sequel. So pretty much what uh, John Riggs has done has taken all accounts of what Yeah Yeah Beavis is and made this game with the help of other developers, and he's released it, both a physical and digital digital edition, for the Switch. What kind of game is it? Uh, you know, rubbish platformer. <laughs> <laughs> but I but it's want... more to the point they've made a Yeah Yeah Beavis. The point is he's made Yeah Yeah Beavis 2 off a, like... Something tried to catch, like it, it's a, way, a subtle way to try and catch Off someone a out. Fraud thing. And like the video game magazines back then, they were like the Wild West, man. They just did whatever the f yeah. they wanted. Tumbleweeds and everything. That's where the whole phrase "screenshot" came from. Do you know why it's called "screenshot"? Because obviously back in the '90s they didn't have uh, capture technology, mm. so they used to take a shot with a camera of the game playing. And that was what a screenshot is. That's where the terminology came from. That's what it was in the magazine. In the magazine. Why they look so shit? It was a screenshot. Like they have a Polaroid of someone playing Mario 3 in Japan. Oh. And that was sent over via mail and they uh, put it in their magazine proofs. Um, they Quality. Did, you, you go back. So I collect old video game magazines. No. Uh, and especially NMS. What they used to do back then is they just make stuff up. Just make it up. No reference. Of, oh, we hear rumors that blah, blah, blah. Just like... You would find this stuff on uh, like Reddit boards today of people just making crap up. Oh, Street Fighter 89's coming out. No, like, it's not. Just, just ridiculous. Wild West. And it's so much fun to go back to But it was at magazines. a time too where information was a lot harder to come by because we didn't have the interwebs. Correct. So you would hang on everything. Yep. Like I remember reading magazines and I would hang on every word that was out of there like gospel. Speaking of the interwebs, have I ever told the story of the first time I ever went on the internet? I don't think I've told this we, story. No, this is, we can't go that bad. Like, no, like, we've honestly, already made it. So I was—I can't remember how old I was. 14, 15, when the internet first came out, I was super excited. Yeah, I've already been right. I was sixteen. Yeah, I was super excited to actually get on the internet for the first time. So a friend of mine and I went and booked in some time at the local library because that's the only <laughs> place where you actually go to the internet for the first time. I was really into comics back then. I still am now, but I was obsessively into Ooh. comics back then. Uh, so we went there, sat down, go, oh man, what's the first thing we should look up on the internet? Let's look up X-Men. <gasps> so I typed in on the library computer, X-Men. <laughs> Guess what came up? Triple X-Men. Oh my God. <laughs> There would have been no filters or... No! There, was, there was no nothing. cities of gay porn. <laughs> it explains a lot, actually. And the panic I felt as like a 14-year-old kid sitting there with my friend. <laughs> Didn't know what to do. Do you know what the first thing I did on the internet was? What was that? Nothing that bad. <laughs> uh, no, I had a, a mate whose dad had the internet at home, which was like unheard of. Wow. He was 16. Must have been I rich. I th think it was to do with work. He worked for DSTO, uh, Defense Science and Technology. Oh, wow. Okay. So we would go over there. So and we were Aliens are real. <laughs> yeah. So we weren't actually supposed to be using it. So we would wrap a tea towel around the modem so that when he was asleep, he couldn't hear the... Ding, ding, oh, ding, wow. And we got on the internet and we were like, same thing. What should we look up? The world is our oyster. Pick Oops. up lines. Oh, <laughs> 
The worst pickup lines. And you use some of them to this day. Yes. Good person. Good person. Wait till you hear about my astronaut docking maneuver one. That's your what? Nothing. Nothing. Oh my god. Um, do you know what else will be will be nothing soon? The eShops for the Wii U and the 3DS. It was announced during the week that the eShops for the 3DS and the Wii U will be closing down very, very soon. Uh, they will be closing next year, uh, mm -hmm. around March 2023. So now is the time to go through there and have a look through all these uh, shops and get some absolute gems as well as some exclusives that aren't available anywhere else because they didn't come out physically. And once the shop closes okay. and knowing Nintendo, it'll be gone, lost forever. So you need to get them now. So I haven't done Wii U because I started, but it was going to get really, really long. So I'll come back to that another time. Okay. I have, however, done the 3DS because what I did during the week is go out and buy some cards, some $60 eShop cards, and start downloading stuff onto my uh, 3DSs. How much have you downloaded? Dollar-wise? Uh, sorry, what? Dollar-wise? Dollar-wise, I... Probably in the last week, I've spent close to $100 on downloading um, games. Do you know what the most expensive game you've downloaded is? Uh, nothing over $15. So you've downloaded a fair bit. I've downloaded a lot. Uh, it's like I tried to go through and get all the original Game Boy games on there. Uh, but then I thought, well, I need to get some exclusives because there needs to be a backup. Someone like me who likes video game history, this is the only place it's going to actually live on. Uh, I'm also very lucky in that I have a uh, ambassador account. Do you remember what the ambassador account I is? I don't. I know of it, but I don't I remember do. what it was. Anto, why don't you explain what the ambassador account is? Uh, so the 3DS ambassador program was for people who were early adopters of the 3DS back when it first launched. Mm -hmm. um, the price of the system was a lot higher than about six months after. It was four hundred dollars. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it was pricey. I mean, at the time, you know, when it launched, it was what 2010. I believe so. Yeah. Um, it was basically a portable GameCube in terms of power and what it could put out graphically. Um, so the ambassador program was Nintendo's way of saying, hey, we're sorry we gouged you price-wise and now we're selling this thing for 250 um, Have a bunch of Game Boy Advance games and other like special exclusives that no one else is going to get. We are never going to release and these. And of course we all day, they yeah, okay. still don't have these games available for just download and purchase. So um, some of these games were yeah. Four Swords Adventures, which oh. had just come out on the GameCube. <laughs> Like they managed to downgrade it and put it on the 3DS. Wow. Um, I can't, uh, the original Zeldas, I think, were on there as well. There was a whole bunch of really, really cool games. Pretty sure it was um, Metroid Fusion. I think Golden Sun was in there. Yes, like, yes. There were some really good titles from a Game Boy Advance line as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, mind-blowing. Anyway, I was obviously a, a early adopter and as such became one of these ambassadors. So already, I think some of the ambassador 3DSs go for a fair bit of money nowadays as well because you can't get it anymore. There was that time period and then that's it. Uh, and it, thankfully, it stays married to your account. So I will always be that 3DS adopter. Would, anyway, you, like, would you like to know what the NES ones were? Uh, sure. Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong Jr., Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Legend of Zelda, Metroid, NES Open Tournament Golf, Wrecking Crew, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, and Yoshi. Yep. And Game Boy Advance Virtual Console, mm -hmm. uh, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advance 3, The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, Fire Emblem Sacred Stones, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Game with a dollar sign. Such a good game. Mm. Uh, Metroid Fusion and Wario Land 4. So Metroid Fusion and Minish Cap go for big bucks now. Yes. They also did eventually get ported to Wii U. Big, big bucks. Yes, they do. They do, which will make my Wii U... Well, yeah, shut up. Uh, it'll make my list. 
Anyway, uh, so after August 23rd this year, so a couple of months away, like it'll creep up on you fast. You will not be able to add funds to your account anymore. When? August? August 23rd. Okay. So if you're going to do this, do this now. I've made a list uh, of the exclusives uh, that you should really get because historical value and whatnot. And the more people who have this, the better. Uh, but I fully intend to spend the next couple of months just saving money and grabbing games where I can. Uh, I'm probably going to have to start up a new account on my Metroid DSi that you can see here just so I can download some of the more rarer ones or get an SD card or something. I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, oh, one, account, uh, one thing I want to bring up before the eShop expires, make sure you go through and update all your games because some of them have received updates and Aha. once that store closes, you won't be able to update it. Out of curiosity, yes. I Googled, well, I didn't Google, I eBayed Ambassador Systems. Yep. Original 3DS models yep. with Ambassador Certificates on them mm -hmm. are going for a minimum of 700 Australian dollars. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I could easily transfer this over to my uh, one of my DSs quite easily. My God, my collection is worth money. <laughs> yeah, but you won't sell any of it, so... No, I won't. So it's not worth anything. No, it is to me. That's what I mean. It's worth to you. It's worth uh, memories. I just want to highlight as well. This is all tied to our uh, e uh, Nintendo identity, mm. like our Nintendo account. Why? And I think we know why. Because Nintendo. Because money. But why don't Nintendo just let us download this to our Switch? Like the ROMs are there. The information is that surely it cannot be that hard to create a little uh, ability to play games that are twenty years old that I've already paid for. Numerous times on my Switch. Why, Nintendo? Why? Because they'll charge you again to get it on your Switch. But they don't even let me do it on the Switch. I can't play Game Boy games on my Switch. I can't play Game Boy Advance games on my Switch. Yeah, they'll bring them out as a. Is going to be a thing? Like, it'll be a so thing. Subscriptions will be the way forward. Like Nintendo Switch Online, if they can charge you monthly or yearly to have access to a restricted amount, that just makes more fiscal sense. I think. Absolutely, it does. But it's stupid. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. Oh, it's not stupid. It's smart. Here's the games this that you sucks. should get. You should get before August 23. Go. Um, so first of all, it's a cute little free-to-play game, but with huge amount of egregious microtransactions, Nintendo Badge Arcade. So this is a <laughs> basically a little claw minigame where you get little badges, uh, or basically stickers, that you use a claw machine to grab and pick up and put out, and once you have them, you can put them on your DS home screen. Okay. Really, really cool idea. Um, you get one free play one free play per day, and then it costs you a dollar thirty for five plays thereafter. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty egregious. But there's some really, really cool badges in there. Like I was on there when I first booted it up and downloaded. Uh, you get five free plays, and they had pixelated versions of the Famicom. Uh, Super Famicom. That's pretty cool. So I did that and just grabbed them straight away. But they've got you know uh, stuff from Animal Crossing in there, Pokemon, uh, all their IPs. In there, you can just decorate your home screen for that. So that's yeah, really, cool. really cool. Um, free as well. If you don't want to spend any money, you don't have to spend any money. Don't know what will happen once the DS store is closed, whether you'll be able to do that update daily, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, second thing that's on there is a bunch. And I mean, I've cheated a little bit here. I've like said there's 10, but there's more than 10, but I've just grouped oh, them okay. together. So one of them is Pokemon exclusives. Uh, so... Pokemon Picross is on there, which is basically Picross with Pokemon and microtransactions. Uh, the Sun and Moon demo. So it wasn't a demo of the game. It was a separate little game that you played. Huh. Uh, and then once you finished the game, after about 30, 40 minutes, you got an exclusive Pokemon, which was the Ash Greninja. Uh, and then you could transfer that using Pokemon Bank up, up to your game. 
Pokemon Dream Radar, which is about two bucks on there. Uh, it's the only way you could get the Genie Pokemon as well as Dream Ball Legendaries uh, by inserting Heart Gold or Soul Silver or Platinum into it. So you got Lugia or Oho with uh, in a Dream Ball, which is yep. the only way you could get it. Uh, Pokemon Battle Trozy or Link Battle in Europe, a puzzle game where players use the bottom screen to match up Pokemon in order to clear them. And, of course, Pokemon Bank, which will go free when the, uh, until the servers die very, very soon as well, which is a way to transfer your Pokemon from your uh, older DS games up into your more modern-day DS games and then to Pokemon Home and upwards uh, to your Switch version. Uh, Floppy, do you want to go into the next uh, uh, 3DS series that you should download? Sure. So this one is funny enough because I didn't grow up playing the 3DS. One I've never heard of. Uh, Box Boy, the trilogy. So this yep. has Box Boy, mm-hmm. Box Box Boy, mm-hmm. and Bye Bye Box Boy. Great naming. They're, Great naming. They are awesome. That is pretty awesome. Uh, so this was never physically released in the West. Uh, the Amiibo goes for dollar, dollar, dollars. Do you know, have you ever seen it? No. So Box Boy is literally... Is it a box? It's a box with two little eyes yeah. and some antennas. No, I've seen the photos of it. I've yeah, they've made an Amiibo of it. And yeah, it, it goes 50 to $80 yeah. for this did Amiibo. This, did a version of this not come out on the Switch? I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have heard of it. Sorry, I just didn't snag the name. Uh, so you play as, is it Quibi? Yep. Uh, a small white box that can spawn more boxes and use them to solve puzzles. I'd actually, this looks really cool. It is. It's a real fun game. Uh, as it was never released physically outside of Japan, once the uh, DS servers go down, that's it. No more uh, PAL or European copies of this game. So, again, get it. Think of video game preservation. It's a good game as well. Uh, you will cool. enjoy it uh, if you enjoy puzzlers. Uh, and cute as heck. Um, and also, if you get the Amiibo, just send it to me. Or me. One of us, either. So that I can I'm, wave it at Ben and go, <laughs> And then you can unwrap it in front of me, and I can cry. I'll just, just give it to me, because I'm not going to tease Ben with it, and I'll actually use it. So Well, you're no fun. And that's also, everyone on there wants to see me tease Ben. Exactly, and everyone wants to see me cry, because they're it's evil true. people. Sorry, Ant, but... Uh, next up, we have Harmo uh, Knight. And this game was actually made by Game Freak, who made a little series called Pokemon. Never heard of it. This is a, a second game on there as well, which I didn't go into, which is more of a... It was a horse racing game, but in order to make your horse gallop faster, you had to play solitaire. Oh, get... <laughs> you play solitaire, and every time you clear a card, your that horse... That one can die faster. and be lost to time. Anyway, I haven't picked that one because reasons. Uh, I picked Harmo Knight. Uh, it's a rhythm-based platformer. The game stars Tempo, a young boy who lives on the musical planet of Melodia. When a meteor crashes on the planet, an evil race appears. Ooh, okay, uh, an evil alien race appears and starts disrupting the peace. It's up to Tempo to travel across Melodia, restoring serenity by using his magical note staff to beat up the alien invaders. The music here is—you can't hear it because uh, that's not what we do on this podcast. Not but if you look to. at the trailer, <laughs> uh, the music's fantastic. Um, Anto, I know you're a big fan of rhythm games. You should really get this. You got a, a 3DS, right? Uh, I have a 2DS because oh. any other kind of DS is impossible to find and stupid expensive. He is um, currently trolling the uh, chat to see if he can buy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you've got some that you won't sell to me, Ben. Correct. I do, and I um, won't. But no, uh, yeah, no, I have played this. Um, oh, you have played it? I have. Oh, cool. Uh, What'd you really think? It's really good fun. Um, I'm pretty sure this was Game Freak's first non Pokemon release. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's solid. Uh, as far as like the timing of inputs is concerned, can be a little bit tighter when it gets into like the difficult stages at the end of the game. 
Um, but if you're a fan of just like anime-inspired goofy stuff with really cool-sounding music that's quite reminiscent of Pokemon, this is just a really good pickup. I am going to pick this up. I haven't got it yet. This does look cool. I will be getting this because I, I desperately want to play it. Yeah, it's very fun. I'd, I'd recommend it just even if the 3DS wasn't dying. It's just a good time. And remember, once the servers are gone, it's gone forever. That's, that's actually really sad. I am actually getting upset that these things won't exist anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm mad. I'm not going to say anything too specific just in case Nintendo decide to sue us all, but yeah, because they may big or may not be show. working on a non-specific way of backing all of this stuff up. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, no, it's needed. Video game preservation needs that. And you're not going to be gaining monetarily from it. You're just making sure the code survives in order to it be rescued and, and actually yeah, prove that it exists. Exactly. Surely they have all this code. Well, they would. They, they would. Never lose but then it, you hear tales like I think it. And was it Final Fantasy VIII that has lost its main source code, and that's why they've never remade it because. Uh, yeah, I think it was eight. The source code was lost after the PC port was made, which mm. is why the remaster took so long. Um, but Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5 HD remix on PS3, the source code for the original game was lost, and they had to rebuild it with scraps of code that they had lying around, and go from there. And from the ashes rose. So, but this is why the Video Game History Foundation is so important. Yeah. So you get a lot of uh, video game preser uh, preservation people like me who like collecting the physical copies and making sure they're there so other people can enjoy. But the Video Game History Foundation... Um, uh, run by, I can't remember their names now. I was just talking to them the other day as well. God damn it. Uh, but they collect data. They collect source mm. codes. They collect all this information to uh, preserve it digitally for years and years to come. So this sort of stuff isn't lost. They collect interviews. Um, they've got a really good podcast as well. So you should go out and listen to that. Frank Savoldi, that's who it is. Uh, and his uh, co-director, I've forgotten her name. You know how so this is all, so you collect these things so that it exists and it can keep on other people and enjoy it. Mm. Can we open your... Scott Pilgrim. Don't touch my Scott Pilgrim, floppy. Uh, next, Attack of Friday's Monsters. Now, as I like to call it, what happens when I go to the bathroom Friday morning after a big night out? <laughs> uh, I haven't played this game, but I read it and it sounded charming as hell. Again, it's a digital-only copy. Uh, the adventure game takes place in 1970s Japan following a young boy named Sota living in a small rural village. There's a lot of action. You'll mostly be talking to the other residents of the village to solve puzzles. But this Tokyo tale is buffered by the strength of its story. It's a tale of innocence of a child rooted heavily in authentic Japanese culture and will lift your spirits in a way few other games can accomplish. Sounds kind of Zeldery. Yeah, it does sound really kind of Zeldery, doesn't it? Um, it looks charming as hell. Uh, I think you're just exploring... Like, obviously, he's walking past a massive dinosaur footprint there. Jurassic Park. Yeah, there's dinosaurs fighting in the background as you're running around. Kaiju. And it's Ultraman. That yeah, is, is that, that is 100% Ultraman fighting a kaiju. Ultraman and kaiju. What the hell is this, man? Wow. Yes, yeah, cool. That was um, Hogwarts Express. So it's only $10.40 in the um, store. That's nothing. Uh, and again, won't exist after uh, March next year. So again, I encourage all of you to try and grab this game and uh, play it because it, look, it looks wonderful. Floppy, do you want to go the next exclusive or yep. download only? No, okay. Can, do you know what? I read this really quickly and I thought it said Mario versus Donkey Kong tripping balls. I did the same thing well, and I wrote it numerous times. It's Mario versus Donkey Kong tipping stars. Uh, so this is the sixth game in the Mario versus Donkey Kong series. I didn't realize there was that many. Yeah, heaps. Uh, it was released physically in Japan. Uh, tipping stars was download only in North America and Europe. So there are Japanese copies out there somewhere. Probably not many. Nope. 
Uh, you can use the touchscreen to drag around things like girders and springs, pipes and lifts and conveyor belts to help the little mini toys move around each stage and avoid all the dangery bits. The dangery bits. Yeah, look at that. That's actually freaking adorable. Yeah, these games are really cool. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Puzzle games. I'm not big on puzzle games, but it is a fun game. Oh, you know what? I would totally play this on the Wii U. Uh, you can get a crossplay as well. Really? If you own it on both, I believe you can save and, and play over on the Wii U. You know what? I would buy it. Do we know how much this one is? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. But if you've still got your Wii U hooked up, I, I do. highly recommend going I have a Wii U. Because they have a lot of Game Boy Advance games as well on there that aren't on the 3DS that you have to buy, which will be in my list when I do uh, the well, I look Wii forward U to games. your Wii U because I think I probably can do I'd... that one next show. Maybe. Yeah, we'll I see. would use my Wii U probably more than my DS these days. Really? I, yeah, I like gaming on my couch looking at TV. Yeah, I need to get my Wii U out and hook it back up so I can download some of these stuff. Um, I have a Switch when I go portably, but I dropped it the other day. No. <sighs> it was so terrifying. It smashed. There's damage. <sighs> I have regrets. Uh, speaking of smashing stuff, what's the next game, Floppy? It is Dr. Mario Miracle Cure. And I say smashing stuff because Dr. Luigi's in it and it just makes me want to smash things. That's so Racist. It's not racist. Luigi's just a useless waste of space. Oh. Uh, uh, so you this me? one you play classic style, Dr. Luigi style, uh, or in virus buster mode. So this is just Dr. Mario, right? With a second player? Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. Dr. Mario's great. I got a box Dr. Mario. You did, you got it for twenty bucks, which is a very <laughs> good, very good price. Um, is Dr. Mario online multiplayer? Yep, basically. That's cool. I like uh, Dr. Mario. Now this one. There is another Dr. Mario on there, which is a more traditional one. The Wii U has Dr. Luigi, uh, which was uh, Luigi's single solo game. This one, Miracle Cure, is uh, an exclusive game for the 3DS libraries. So again, I think it's about 10 bucks, 9 bucks, whatever. Grab it. Video game history. Uh, it's a Nintendo property. It'll only make your, your DS be raised my, in price. My four-year-old Thomas mm -hmm. has become obsessed with Mario. Oh, really? Good. Yeah, he was gifted some Mario Lego, mm -hmm. some of the Mario Lego. Fell in love with it. Now he's watching YouTube of people playing Mario games. He's playing 3D World. He's playing. Has some he other seen stuff. the Mario cartoon? Yes, because we own the DVDs. I was going to say you can borrow mine if you want. <laughs> Already got him, mate. Uh, but he loves Luigi, and I'm like, I'm really trying to like encourage that because so many people give so much hate to Luigi. It's. Do you know why? No. Because it stems from uh, when the original Mario Brothers came out, uh, your younger siblings had to have Luigi. Okay. So the older siblings like me uh, resented mm. Luigi because it means someone else was playing the game when I wanted to play it and I had to wait for them to stupid die. And then the younger siblings hated it because they were never good enough to be Mario. So Luigi just cops hate all the way around. And yeah. it's deserved. You want you no. look, you at want him. look at him on the screen there. What is he doing? Hey, taller than Mario. Who cares? What's height? He's a coward. Just going to throw it out there as a middle child. I had the privilege of playing as both Luigi and Mario, and I prefer Luigi because I think Mario's a douche. Yeah, well, you would. Best of both worlds right there. What, being a douche? No, playing Mario and Luigi. I like Luigi. Luigi's a cool guy. He's I mean, not. Sonic's better than both, but... <laughs> oh, 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 poor Anto. So delusional. Oh, so I played Minecraft with Thomas today, and we had a Sonic uh, Minecraft yeah, there's a there's <laughs> that's some news that we missed out on. Do you know there's going to be Street Fighter in Minecraft? <laughs> it's available now. And the, next game, <laughs> and the next game we've got... Go for it, Poppy. You do this uh, one. Pushmo series. Yep. Uh, Pool Blocks in the EU. Crashmo Full Blocks. 
Push so It was called uh, Pull Blocks in the EU, which is the power region. Yep, Crash Mo. Crash Mo uh, in Japan and the US, or Full Blocks over here. Okay. Yep. Push Mo World or Pull Blocks World, uh, where was that? that there again, is a lot of different names. Stretch Mo so the and ones, Full Blocks. The ones in brackets are in the we uh the this EU. game had a lot of names <laughs> oh something blocks push pull move we're gonna i'm gonna call it move blocks squirt blocks that too uh this has players controlling mallow or mallow 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 a mallow uh a plump little chap as you can see there on the on the screen uh who specializes in pulling and pushing giant blocks Big old blocks. The actually, biggest blocks you've ever seen. Actually, that looks really cool. It is. That looks really, really cool. Uh, the aim in each game is always the same, to push and pull blocks in different directions to create platforms, which he can uh, then jump across to reach the intended target. And again, no physical release. So once the store goes, this goes as that well. That actually looks cool. I like those little things. Yeah. That reminds me of like a Captain Toad's sort of, sort of thing. Yep. And you can, of course, create your own levels as well to be able to push, pull, oh. and aggregate. You know, I usually don't like creating stuff in games because I feel like... That's cheating. Like, I don't like IKEA games. Some, some assembly required. Uh, but that actually looked kind of cool. Yeah. And then QR codes in order to... Because uh, <laughs> QR codes, play. funny enough, they didn't know it at the time, were the way of the future. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows what a QR code now is. Now we use them every time you go into a supermarket or a chemist or anywhere. So again, pick these games up. They're not very expensive. Nothing in the eShop, like these uh, exclusive games to the eShop are very expensive. Like the most you'd be paying is $15, $20 for these games. And that's the absolute maximum. Uh, next, you will not be paying any money at all for, except for time. Uh, so over on the My Nintendo website, you have the opportunity to download for a thousand platinum coins the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Picross. So it's a Picross game with the Twilight Princess skin on it. Now, okay. when it closed down, you will no longer be able to get this. It costs a thousand uh, platinum coins, which you you get uh, gold coins through spending money. Uh, and they, How many do you get per dollar? Uh, it depends. Or I is it per on the game? You get X amount per game. Yeah, they, they offer you uh, various amounts per the game. You you buy, and obviously the larger amount of money you spend on the game, the more you get. Of course. Uh, they're gold coins. Mm -hmm. So they are monetary discounts. It's basically you get it. Yeah, I think I've used them before to get discounts and stuff that I bought. Platinum coins are you have to like sign into mobile apps or complete oh, quests in thing. order to get. They, they're more of a prize token. Like you have to earn them. You can't buy them. Mm. So for a thousand platinum coins, you get this whole entire Picross game. Uh, now, I've spoken about it previously on the show. I became obsessed with Picross a couple of months back. Like I'd never played them before. I bought the very first Picross game on the Game Boy because uh, it was a launch title. It cost me a lot of money, but man, it's worth it because that thing is minty fresh. Uh, and just, yeah, became obsessed with... I don't do puzzle games besides Tetris usually. And this game just... Uh, Picross really captured me. Really loved it. Uh, not since Minesweep have I been so obsessed with the uh, puzzle game. I liked Minesweeper. Well, this is very similar to Minesweeper. Mm. No, really it is. Anyway, point okay. is, if you would like this game, this is the only uh, exclusive um, eShop game that you can actually get on the DS, I have a little hack to farm platinum coins. Ooh. And I did it the other day because my some of my platinum coins expired because they do that. Oh, because good. I want you to spend because money. Nintendo. Uh, so what you need to do is download Fire the mobile Fire Emblem game. Okay. Link it to your eShop account. Mm -hmm. Now the eShop, for whatever reason, every time you complete a book or a chapter of a book, mm -hmm. you get a hundred platinum coins. Okay. Okay. So Fire Emblem, the strategy games are a little hard, a little difficult to get into. This particular mobile game has autoplay. 
So you sit there, you boot it up, you get into the game, hit autoplay, just sit there tapping on the window. It'll nine and a half times out of ten win the battle for you. In fact, I don't think I've lost a battle yet. If you put it on normal mode and just cruise through the game, you don't actually have to play it and it's just farming coins for you. And then you nice. can get you, you do that, you finish 10 chapters, you have your 1,000 coins, you head on over to My Nintendo, you redeem the code, you have a free game. Can you use Platinum Coins for anything else? Yes, you can use it to get um, exclude like So they have uh, releases on the My Nintendo store every now and then, such as uh, Nintendo 64 paperclips uh, that you can trade in like 500 Platinum Coins for, you pay for Sorry. postage and you get them for free. Can you use them for anything cool? There are some cool stuff on there, like I've got and a they sell style it. Bomb bag. That there I was can a Zelda stuff. Although, did you get that Anto? Yeah, it's trash. Like no, it's I cheap it's as great. hell. I've got my um, D and D dice and stuff in it. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a really good idea. A bum bag. Uh, but yeah, like you can get uh, really limited things like Mario Lego Mario Keychain for oh, right. coins. Like and Mario Lego is pretty cool. Yeah, you, you pay for the postage and it's yours until they run out. Um, so yeah, it's just a really really cool idea. Nintendo doesn't release the J- Japanese uh, Nintendo stores. Oh. Amazing. What do um, we got? Uh, what do we got next after old mate Picross? What, what are you trying to make a point? <laughs> we've, trying, we've talked about Picross move, a lot. <laughs> you trying to move me along? Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, again, I've cheated a little bit. The Game Boy family and the NES and Super Nintendo games. Uh, so, for example, on the game store, you can get all the Pokemon Game Boy and Game Boy uh, Game Boy Color games. So, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, uh, Gold, Silver. Crystal, they're all on there. I think they're about $13 each Australian. Uh, one of the cheapest ways to play the game uh, at that level. Uh, the best thing as well is the Pokemon Crystal version on there uh, comes with all the DLC, so you can actually get Celebi, which was an event at the time. So hmm. it's worked into there. Uh, it's also get things like Mario Land 2, which is one of the best Mario games ever invented. Uh, Donkey Kong Land series, Metroid 1 and 2, is the, all the uh, majority of the Zelda Game Boy games uh, and the Game these. Boy Color games. Uh, you've also got other ones, which, you know, I can't read my notes anymore. But a huge amount of games and Nintendo games. Blaster Master's on there. Street Fighter 2010 is on there. It's probably better than Street Fighter the movie, the game. You'd think that, but Street Fighter 2010 is Ken as a cyborg trying to avenge the death of Ryu against ra- uh, robots in a platform. Already sounds better than Street Fighter the movie, <laughs> the game. And the last game, which is an exclusive that uh, you really should buy, and you should buy it digitally because to buy it physically costs uh, over $150 now for reasons, and that, of course, is Metroid Samus Returns. Um, It is a great remake of Metroid 2, uh, which is also available on the uh, Game Boy eShop service. Uh, You you can buy it and, and play Metroid 2. I think it's the only way to play a majority of the Metroid games now. But anyway, it's still available. I think it's about $40 Australian on there for you. It looks really cool. It's a real fun game. It looks good. Very reminiscent of Dread. Like, very, very... Well, it's a Metroid game, so of course you'd expect it to feel the same. But yeah, uh, yeah, really, really cool. Um... That's it. That, that's the games that you should... There's heaps more on there. Uh, Blaster Master's on there. Uh, tons of fantastic stuff. So really look into that and make sure you get all of those fantastic games before the eShop closes uh, and make sure you do it before August. That uh, looks really cool. And we should totally do... you, uh, Or you should totally do a Wii U list next time because I'm really keen on hearing your Wii U list. My Wii U list? Yeah. Do you know what we're going to do now? We're going to skip the list that you prepared and we're going to go straight into quizzing on your face. We don't have a jingle for that. No, we don't. No. You know what I do have? 
pair of glasses. Oh, yeah. You now it's quiz time when he dones the glasses. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, thank you for sticking around this long. We really appreciate it. It's time to play a fun little game. We also, call... sorry. <laughs> quiz on your face, where I have four questions. Two are from me. Two are from some of our wonderful Patreons. Uh, they are multiple choice. They are about video game in general. You will be given or read out a question and given four options. Uh, once you think you know, Anto or Floppy will yell out their name and they will attempt to answer the question. Now, I've got a running list here of uh, who's got them right and who's got them wrong. So everyone who's appeared on the show so far this year since we started this game, Quiz on Your Face, is here in our record. So uh, we have uh, Brayden who was on one show this year. Uh, he, he didn't get any right, so he's on zero. Uh, then we have Jazz, who was on one show this year, uh, filling in when, when Floppy is away. Um, she got two right. Uh, then we had Anto, who's been on every single show this year so far. That's He's three? also got two right. Three shows this year? No, there's been about five. Five? <laughs> Shit. Uh, and then we have Floppy, who's missed out on a show or two. I was Blazing. on, I was on uh, holidays for one. Blazing a trail at five. Floppy, ladies and gentlemen, just kicking goals all so around. what we learned from this is that a, Floppy doesn't hear music in video games. Mm-hmm. Sucked at uh, Dan Fred Danvers as well. Yep. Uh, but has an amazing ability to remember useless shit. <laughs> and one thing I specialise in is useless shit like this question. <laughs> Which of the following was almost a rhythmic game? Oh, okay. This sounds very anto. Was it A, Banjo-Kazooie? B, Batman Arkham Asylum. C, Final Fantasy VII. Or D, Cyberpunk 2077. Floppy. Floppy? Is Batman Arkham Asylum. Holy shit, how did you know that? We've talked about it on the show. We have? Yeah. I think Braden talked about it. I had no idea. And it was the weirdest fucking shit I've ever heard. (laughs) I've never heard that about oh, the Batman games. Actually, maybe that's not where I heard it. Maybe, uh, so one of the podcasts I listen to, or one of the podcast channels I listen to, um, Kind of Funny Games, one of the guys on there did a complete history of all of the Batman Arkham games. Right. I reckon it was in that. It was in that. Isn't that Man. the most insane thing you ever heard? It's though? the dumbest thing that's ever. Crazy. I was going to go with the obvious one and say Banjo-Kazooie, but... Yeah. More like <laughs> Beat Man. <laughs> So another one to Floppy. Floppy's on six. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. Like, at the end of the day, this just goes to show that I pay more attention to music than trivia. And I remember useless shit. <laughs> and I'm bad at all of it, which is why I asked the questions. <laughs> okay, our next question comes from Patreon supporter Dylan the Villain. Hey, at least I might have a chance with this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably a persona question. In Pac-Man. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> what level will you encounter the kill screen? Level 256, level 306, level 356, or level 666. Anto. The number of the beast. Anto. Um, just hedging my bets based on programming logic, but pretty sure it's 256. That is the most boring answer I've it's ever correct, though, It's isn't correct, though, isn't it? Because I, <laughs> I was thinking something along those lines, too. Yeah, like, like, the 256 I'm pretty sure like, numbers didn't go up past 256 because of the uh, memory limitations. Correct, and then. that's why you have kill screens in a lot of those old arcade uh, games. Which And for well those done. of you 
who don't know, uh, a kill screen is basically all the graphics. Like, you run out of RAM. <laughs> you run yeah. out of memory and the game just goes... Bleh. It just shuts down. Yep, it's just glitchy and, and crappy everywhere. Do you know what happened at the end of Space Invaders? Uh, my uncle finished Space Invaders at my house. I oh, really? Saw you got it. to the kill screen? Uh, uh, well, this was a PC version. It was an arcade. Um, it just started again. Oh, really? He was... That's like No Man's Sky. He was livid. <laughs> he was so oh, well. livid. He'd gotten so good at this stupid game. I mean, he got his money's worth though, right? Yeah, he didn't pay for it. <laughs> it was on my dad's computer. <laughs> then yes. Okay, next question. What well on, Anto. Thank you. Well done, mate. <laughs> Here we go. Assassin's Creed. Oh, God damn it. Why is it all about games I don't play? Was originally going to be Ooh. a part of this series before Ubisoft cancelled it because it didn't focus on the male enough. Was it A, Prince of Persia? B, Far Cry? C, Watch Dogs? Or D, Just Dance? Floppy. Floppy? Prince of Persia. It was Prince of Persia. You're so originally... saying your own name. <laughs> originally... Uh, the, uh, the the princess in Prince of Persia was going to be the main protagonist. Yes. And she was going to go rescue the prince. But Ubisoft cancelled it because they're misogynistic assholes. Yes, yes. <sighs> well. It was going to be my answer too, but yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to get in there quicker. you got to get in there quicker, Anto. Look, I'm going to change the rules. If you think you know it, you can yell out beforehand. Before I... Before I finish the question. Okay. 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 If, you, if to... you get it wrong, does the other person get to hear the rest of the question? Yes. Okay. And yes. so you can get a bonus, almost bonus point. Correct. Okay. Here we go. Question number four. This is from uh, Patreon supporter Michael Towns, lovely Michael Towns at Game Boy Games. Game Boy Games. Hard ones. Gameboygames.com. In the year 2011, convicted Australian serial killer Ivan Milat went on a nine day hunger strike to protest being refused permission to have what video gaming system in his jail cell? What year was this? Uh, 2011. Okay. Uh, was it A, the Nintendo GameCube, B, the Sony PlayStation, C, the Sega Saturn, or D, Leapster Leap Pad? <laughs> Who I've knows? never heard of this guy. Oh, really? You've so never heard of Ivan? Don't look him up. He's don't a piece of work. And yeah. probably don't watch Wolf Creek. Yep. Based heavily off... Uh, oh, I, I've seen Wolf Creek, but oh. my, obviously my knowledge of Australian like serial killers trivia is going to be lacking. So the main character in Wolf Creek is based on Ivan Millat and a bit of someone else, I think. Right, mm. okay. Uh, Anto. Anto? I'm going to guess, just for the hell of it... What uh, year was it? Did you say Sega Saturn or Sega CD? Sega Saturn. Saturn. Incorrect. Damn Can it. I... <laughs> Floppy? Was it Leapfrog? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, that's a clearly a joke answer. I don't know, but you... It was PlayStation. It was a PlayStation? PlayStation. Did you say PlayStation 4? No, I said Sony PlayStation. I thought, oh, I I thought you said PlayStation 4. Right. I'm like, well, it's clearly not that one. I don't know. No, I'm not saying you said it. I'm saying I thought it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You... Hang on a minute. How no. come Floppy's on seven points for not getting an answer there? He didn't. I changed it as we went. He's got two right. He was on five. Now he's on seven because he got that two right. This... Yes. See? Counting. Maths. <laughs> I'm not good at maths. Leave me alone. <laughs> two plus two is four minus three is one. Quick maths. Well, we've been Hack the Dino and this is our gaming cast where we talk about the past, present and future of video games. But that isn't all we do. Floppy. Yes. What else do you do? Uh, no, not a lot. 
No? Uh, no, but I, one of the things I do is I occasionally, when I remember and find time and amongst my busy life, uh, I throw things up on Instagram at Floppy Plays Games. Uh, you can see, gen- lately it's been pickups, not so much things that I've been playing. Oh, I, uh, I, had a, I had quite a few pickups over sort of the Christmas period. Yeah, because uh, we had uh, that kind gentleman who was selling his entire collection, of which we all benefited from. Yes, yes, we did. So it's, pay, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, I picked up a PSP Go in the box, which is working. I'm looking forward to having some fun with that. You're going to uh, jailbreak it? Uh, of course I am. Excellent. Because uh, the PSP store shut. Yep. And it's a digital console. Correct. <laughs> what else am I going to do with it? Uh, I picked up some cool GameCube games. Um, ZooCube, what a... What a what a minty fresh game that one, mm. uh, but also yeah another PSP. So I had quite the PSP finds my uh, Simpsons PSP uh, game, some PS One games and some three sixty and other stuff. So yeah, I've had, I picked up some really cool stuff lately. Really happy, and I'm not going to be playing any of it because I've got Horizon Forbidden West. Yay, Anto. Yeah, it's a podcast, buddy. You got to talk. Yep. Yeah, you're going to use that old word hole. Where else can we find you, Anto? You can find me at uh, this place. Hang on. Again, it's a podcast, buddy. You've got to... You've got to say words. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm struggling because I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> he does work ridiculous um, You hours. can find me over on Instagram at Yo, it's Anto. Um, I do basically what Floppy does. I occasionally remember that I buy things. Um, <laughs> and... Also post stuff about anti-NFTs and crypto because I think it's all BS that's going to kill the planet. Look at oh, absolutely it is. Uh, it's 100% the world's biggest scam. Look at that minty fresh copy of Final Fantasy VII. How many of those have you got now? Uh, I have two black label releases. This one is the nicer looking of them. Nice. Um, I've also got the platinum release, which is Coda's copy, but we've merged our collections together. Hang on. Where, 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 there I go. Um, I've also got the Japanese release um, of the original Japanese release, which didn't have the super bosses, and I've got an international release, which has the limited um, Advent Children art on the discs themselves. Do you have the PC release? Uh, yes. The big box? Uh, at home, somewhere in a big box. Yep. Uh, King Kaiju had one. So I think I selling... have... Hang on. Six physical copies, um, and I also own it digitally on... <laughs> PSP, PS3, PS4, copy? Switch. Um, yeah, I just like Final Fantasy VII. Do you have a physical copy, Ben? Of what? Final Fantasy VII. No, I only like good games. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like knowing what this is worth to the video game industry, you could possibly swap a, a, a double of your Final Fantasy VII for, I don't know, maybe a DS. No, he couldn't. <laughs> he really couldn't. It's impossible. There's no way to do it. <laughs> no way to do it. But one thing you can do is head on over to Bad Game Arts. That's Bad Game Art with an S on the end because Bad Game Art was taken. Uh, where I put up some of the worst video game oh. art that the world has ever seen. And being a video game historical person, I like to preserve the things that are really, really important. So let's start with our friend Ryu there. This is a statue that's coming out very, very soon. Has he got eight people's muscles in his arm? Yeah, yep, they're just making up muscles now for him. Look at his arm. Look at his arm. It looks like a tied up turkey. It looks like a bread roll's got stuck up there. <laughs> that dude's like really... What his... is that? He's just injecting I'm carbs sure now. these muscles... Don't exist. No, like the only time you'll see this ever is if you see people injecting synthol into their arms. Yeah, incorrectly. 
It's a muscle on top of a muscle. So you can buy that statue if you like and look at the horrendous nature. Uh, the next gross. piece of art that I have got up there is, of course, oh, this is the most flagrant disregard of uh, false game advertising I've ever seen. It's the Atari game that you've got there, Anto. Uh, 3D Tic-Tac-Toe, which depicts for our podcast listeners, of course, if you head on over to Bad Game Arts on Instagram, you can see this. Uh a uh, young child with a space dog wearing Astro helmets playing four levels of tic-tac-toe against a robot. But that isn't the most offensive thing in this picture. Why? No, the most offensive thing is that robot's left arm. Look at that thing. What, what is going on with that left arm? Is it broken? It. I, I don't know if it's broken. I don't know if he, he's just like... Uh, it's a small thing. It's a small arm. It's disproportionate. And I'm personally insulted by it. And Atari owes me money. Wow. For looking at that. That's pretty bad. Uh, you know what's not bad? I found the coolest guy in the world. Joe Blade. His name's Joe Blade. He's got an, his name is the logo, Joe Blade. And it's got bullet holes in it. <laughs> it's got a freaking dagger sticking out the top of it. He's running through a medieval castle with his big ass <laughs> shotgun with the longest freaking turret I've ever seen. Yeah. Firing at this turret. green blob. He's, his sleeves are rolled up. He's ready for fucking action, this guy. Good old Joe Blade's going to come and mess you up. Freaking Joe Blade on the spectrum, everyone. I met, I met a guy with a really cool name. Was it Joe Blade? No, it was ben Chad. It was Chad King. No, douchey name. He's no Joe Blade. And finally... What the hell is that? Pajama-rama for the 48K ZX Spectrum, or as I've put it, oh, look, someone vomited. Uh, This is quite possibly the worst art I've ever seen. I think my daughter, when she was five years old, drew something a lot more impressive than this. It depicts an old man, I guess you'd call it, um, with with three pupils, uh, sitting down, (laughs) uh, having his way with, I think, a cabbage in a raincoat. I'm not sure what's going on here. Have you never had your way with a, rabbit, a cabbage and raincoat? No. Well, no, mate, I you are I missing have, out. I'm, yeah, well, you know, there's, there's things I just don't... Uh, oh, fuck this art. Like, I, it's hurting my eyes. Can like, I say, yeah, from this... Bad. Sorry, from this angle, there's a, there's a camera in front of us which blocks my view of the television or mm. a part of it. Mm-hmm. So when I do this, I can see that that's a chair leg or a table leg. Mm-hmm. From my view here, it looks like a person's leg and it looks like the rocket is shooting out of a groin. It is. It could be. I don't know. The art's so bad, I can't tell what the F is going on. We are robots just asked, is this Sonic's dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, it explains the shoes, doesn't it? Anyway, we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. Please head on over to hackthedino.com and follow everything that we do. Do, and then we'll follow you and everything you do. Every breath you take, every step you make, every I'll child you fake. What? You. What? Jesus. <laughs>